All right, hockey fans, listen up because we've got something special cooked up for playoff season. It's called the Daily Faceoff Playoff Parlay Challenge, and it's going to add some serious spice to your playoff experience. Now, here's the deal every playoff game, you're going to be faced with a handful of questions. It's like your own personal playoff puzzle, and it's free to join. And there are prizes because who doesn't love winning stuff? Daily winners, you're getting hooked up with gift cards. Treat yourself to some nation gear or maybe even your favorite jersey. And for the big dogs, the people who can win an entire round, it's straight, cold, hard cash. We're talking about real dough for your hockey knowledge. So lace up those skates, stretch those thumbs, and get ready to show off your hockey IQ in the daily face-off playoff parlay challenge. Sign up today and play every game day at games.dailyfaceoff.com and prove your puck prowess. Hey there, my name is Ricky Smith, and I'm the founder of Random Acts of Kindness Everywhere, a nonprofit that simply does exactly what it says, promote kindness everywhere. We know the world is crazy right now. If you are searching for a podcast that has a deeper conversation about race, my co-host Angel Gray and I will be discussing everything going on right now on our podcast, Random Acts of Podcast on Blue Wire Podcast Network. To find out more, go to rakenow.org. Enjoy the show. This is a Web Canopy Studio production. Welcome, everybody, to Dropping the Gloves with Tim and John. John and Tim, the best duo in podcasting, world-renowned. Tim, how are you? I'm doing pretty good. What an introduction there. I'm just trying to mix it up. I'm in a good mood today. What can I say? I don't know why, but let's get rolling. So, my Mr. World Traveler, where are you, Tim, today? Where in the world is (laughs) Carmen San Diego? I am now in Bozeman, Montana, um, which is only about two hours west of Billings, which is where I was last night. So last night was my shortest drive by a lot uh, so far this week since I left on Saturday. Um, And my idea was to like, okay, I'm going to take a few days. I'm ahead of schedule. I'm going to enjoy Bozeman. It's like a really cool mountain town, a lot of young people, a lot of like, you know, thriving businesses and and shops and breweries and stuff. So I'm going to take three days there to not drive every day to actually stop and enjoy it and um and i was looking uh yeah yesterday i think yesterday morning i was like okay i'll book an airbnb and there's a spot that was super super cheap like crazy cheap and i'm like, like wow, what's super crazy like, cheap what is it it was 35 dollars a night Ooh, that and i'm like red red flag where yeah well i'm like okay is it just like a, this is the montana price you know like this is just like a am i just used to overpaying for this stuff um so i'm like okay i'm just gonna go for it and and i assumed when i booked it like i i know obviously i get in my bedroom but like i thought it was like they were showing pictures of like a bathroom and a, and a little kitchen and i thought this was like a a little like a, a apartment above a garage you know or a little suite off the side of the house but no i'm staying in just a spare bedroom of this family um so it's like the kitchen the bathroom the living room the entrance everything is shared so I got in last night and like, they're just coming home from work and they're like, Hey man, here's your room. Like, here's house rules. Like here's a key. And 
and I'm just like going back and forth between the bathroom and my car and they're just like watching TV in the living room, not even looking at me. So, so strange. It's like uh, super uncomfortable. I was thinking about just like, you know what? I might just eat my losses on this and just go get a hotel room because this is so weird. But how old so, are these people? The couple is just a few years older than me, like early 30s. And they have a little toddler who's like four. four. And then another guy um, who's, I think someone's brother, who's like 25. And he was uh, sleeping on the couch last night. So I, I'm guessing I'm in his room. Um, we're like, I think, he, I think he's new to town and he just, he's living with them temporarily or something. Um, Cause he doesn't really know much. And it's just, they're used to people coming and going obviously because they're like not really paying much attention to me. And they just kind of like, they're nice. They're like, they're cool, but they just sort of like doing their own thing and just give me the spare room. But it's strange. Cause like, if I have a house, I'm not opening it to strangers. My toddler's here. And then they left this morning to go to work and they're like, Hey man, just, lock up if you if you go anywhere so i'm like i've been in their house all day working from the bedroom with just no one else here but me it's crazy that is the weirdest thing ever ever like i uh, do you eat with them (laughs) no but he even said like hey uh here's like the kitchen the put stuff in the fridge if you want just label it you can use the pots and pans just to wash it when you're done I'm just like, God, what? It's crazy. I don't know. And you're, you're there for how long? Uh, I was there last night, tonight, and tomorrow night. I leave Saturday morning. Like, what if you were in town for like a month and you didn't even realize and you booked it for a month? Yeah, they have long-term bookings. Like, what if I had, oh my gosh. I feel like you need to be more clear. Um, and there's nothing misleading. I went back and read it again last night after I got here. But I'm like, you just need to be very clear that like, this is a spared bedroom in your house with shared spaces with your family. This is not, I don't know, maybe I'm a sucker or something. That sounds terrible. I would absolutely (laughs) hate that. I don't know. You have a very easygoing personality. I would like be running for the hills. Tim, you're living with a family. I know. I mean, if nothing else, it's a good story, right? And like, I'm pretty much either going to be out of the house like I'm wrapping up my work day now. I'm just going to go out for hours and just come home and go right to bed. Like I'm not going to hang out here with anybody or just close my door, but it's really, strange. have you noticed any like cameras around or anything or just weird stuff? No. Have you checked? No. no. I'm looking around the room now. They do have a cool dog, which is nice. Uh, but yeah, the whole thing is just really bizarre. I'm probably and you're not. stealing that kid's room too, which is the most bizarre thing. I'm assuming. I'm like, I'm assuming he's not permanently on the couch. Well, the he's definitely thing's... in your room. Yeah. Um, he's gonna come in and be like, "Sorry, man, got to grab some underwear." <laughs> no, there's, it's not quite. But yeah, I mean, the closet's empty. It's, it's just really, it's really strange. I don't know what this kid's deal is. They didn't, they didn't explain it, so they didn't offer it. So I'm not gonna ask what who's who in this house. Um, I had a similar experience when we were in Europe last year, we had a night um, before we flew out the next morning or we had, we had a night in one city. I don't know if we were just kind of stopping in and driving through or what we were doing, but we didn't want to get a hotel because that's a hassle with the whole family. And we like, Oh, Airbnb. Perfect. I've never used that service before. We usually use VRBO, which is a vacation rental. I didn't yeah. realize Airbnb were actually people's homes that you can live in. So we rented this guy's place 
and it looked great in all the pictures and we show up and it's like he literally just walked out an hour before we got there there was food in the fridge what? we were only there for one night it was so weird and then there was a live bird in the house and he's like hey can you feed my bird tonight and tomorrow morning <laughs> and i'm like no i'm not i'm not feeding your bird and we did it was like it was just so weird it was like i had never experienced anything i didn't know something like that existed i can't imagine if he would have just showed up and be like oh hey fellas i'll be sleeping in the basement i would have been like no way uh, yeah like i stayed in many airbnbs and it's usually like a second home or something Ugh. um where they just have like a spare room they just collect income on but this is this is strange what if you were like a pervert? I know. They don't know me. I know. Well, if I don't know you, you might be a perv, <laughs> Tim. I don't know. Ugh. It's very oh. strange. People are very trustworthy these days, which is a good thing, but also can get you into trouble. Well, here's the other thing. There's a pandemic going on, and they're just inviting <laughs> strangers into their house. <laughs> That's really funny. <laughs> Like, I'm just breathing over everything right now. <laughs> oh, that's really funny. I never even thought of that. <laughs> I, spent, I spent the entire day either in this bed or, or more, more of it out on the kitchen table working and taking client calls. So I'm just like breathing all over where they eat every night. It's just, just licking utensils. Oh, <laughs> Tim, that is classic. So why Bozeman? Thing. Why? Like, I would never. Honestly, I had never heard of this um, until last year. We had a client there and I didn't go, but a couple of the coworkers went. John Aiken went. And they raved about it. And then I did some more research. I loved it. And the cool thing is, it's only about two hours or so from Jackson Hole, where I'm going to be uh, Saturday through through Wednesday. Because it's a kind of like a launching pad to go to Yellowstone, to go to Grand Teton. And Jackson Hole is its own attraction. So um, it was just a good stopping point. Very exciting. Well, that's interesting, Tim. I, I'm enjoying your blogs very informative, some spelling mistakes, but hey, we're, we're not perfect. I was almost <laughs> going to text you every spelling mistake, but I'm not. I'm not going to do that. <laughs> I'm exhausted, so, man. I know. we Listeners, it's hard to come up with content sometimes. And so for this episode, we thought we would delve into fan interaction. What are the things you should do? What are the things you shouldn't do? What are the worst things I've experienced as a player? Tim, have you ever had interaction with players or do you have any insight on this? Have you ever asked somebody for their autograph that we can maybe touch on? I don't think I've ever asked someone for their autograph. I don't think I'd really had much interaction with players before doing this show. I thought you said you party with Gronk all the time. One time, but I didn't ask his autograph. I wanted to play it cool. What I've, well, let me, you go first. Tell me a little bit about like, what are some ground rules people should have and ways that they should not interact with players if they happen to see one on the street or at a fan event or something. Well, here's the deal. There's a few different types of fans. There's the casual fan. And well, first we'll start off with people who want autographs after the game. It's fair game. Be aware if it was a loss, that's the only thing I would say. If you're a fan and your team just got pumped and you're screaming at somebody to come and sign just expect him to say no, because if he just had a big loss and he got embarrassed, the last thing he wants to do is just go and sign. And the thing with signing autographs is usually where there's one, there's 50. So you can't just go and sign one. If you go and enter that fray, you're locked in for 20 minutes to a half an hour minimum. So it's a commitment 
on the player's part after a game to kind of step into that area because you want to go, you want to go eat. And if you sign a couple autographs, you know, you're not going to get home or get to the hotel or wherever you're going for half an hour. So just be aware if they've lost, be kind about it. Don't the worst thing you can do, I think is to just scream. Hey, 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 John, John, John. Like it just, it's annoying. And I, I'm not going to respond to that. I'm not a dog who's off the leash, like ask a question politely and we'll go from there. Especially if you have a kid that always, you know, butters the bread a little bit. Hey, can you sign for my son? I'm going to do it hundred percent of the time. Like that's a no brainer. Using your kids to get autographs is a surefire win to get an autograph. No matter the situation, if you see a little kid holding out a piece of paper or a puck and a pen, you're going to sign it. I would say, that type of autograph seeker is fine. Then there's these guys who it's their profession to get autographs. We call them seekers and they are the most annoying people on earth for the most part. Some of them, I would say five to 10% are really nice. 90% are just the most annoying people on earth. And I, I don't know why they're just very abrasive. They're very self-entitled. They're very pushy and they don't respect boundaries. You see them every time you're on the road, they just hover around the outsides of the hotels. And I don't know if these people have jobs, but they have a lot of free time on their hands. Like we'll pull into a hotel at three in the morning and there'll be guys there waiting for autographs. It's like, what, what are you doing? And if you don't sign at three in the morning because you're tired and you just want to get in your room and lay down, they'll, they'll shoot you a heckle like, Oh, okay. And then you wake up in the morning at 9am and they're there again. It's like, what? how are you there again? And then if you don't sign them, then they're there when you get back from practice or they drive to the practice rink. And you can tell a seeker by a few telltale signs. A, they're always dressed like garbage for the most part, sweatpants and a shirt that's from 1980. They always have a big old backpack or a bag and they have a binder that's six or seven inches thick and it's just full of cards of your team. And when they ask you for an autograph, it's never one card. It's never a card in the picture. It's a, hey, can you sign this? And they open up a page and it's got nine hockey cards. Then they're like, hey, can you sign my picture? And there's like a stack of eight pictures. And it's, it's always a blue marker. So I try to be courteous and sign a couple of those pictures, but don't be those guys. Just ask for one. Don't sell my stuff on eBay. You're not going to get much money out of it anyways. I don't, know, I don't understand that racket. No one's like making, making it rich of selling pictures, but... Anyways, I'm, I'm going on a rant about seekers. I think the best thing is just to be polite when you see them in the streets after the game. Come up, introduce yourself. If it was a bad game, be like, hey, man, tough loss. Totally understand. Would you mind signing this picture for my son or me? Really big fan. Another thing that's really bad is if you insult the player or insult their team. Like, hey, can you sign this picture? Really hate your team, though. I'm a, I'm a Leafs fan. Can you sign this picture? It's like, no, I don't like the Leafs. I'm not going to sign your picture. <laughs> like it just stuff like that where people will just kind of put their foot in their mouth before they even realize it. It's funny for the most part, but just be polite. Like hockey players are normal. They're not like these faceless people who just are there for your beck and call. There is no shortage of action going on at our exclusive partners, betonline.ag. That's betonline.ag. Sports are slowly making their way back, and BetOnline is leading the way with the best odds and lines for all UFC, NASCAR, boxing, and soccer matches. And if you need even more, 
I do. I need more. Tim, you always need more, you glutton. Well, guess what? They have simulated NFL, NBA, and UFC simulations all day, every day, live on their website. Are you looking for something else other than sports? Bet Online has hundreds of casino games, poker tournaments, and prop bets to check out. I love a good prop bet. Like, don't tempt me with a prop bet because I'll be in it. So visit betonline.ag and use promo code BLUEWIRE for a free welcome bonus. That's one word, blue wire. Bet online, your online wagering experts. So I have a couple questions. Yeah. So what about, do you have a preference? Does it matter if someone calls you, hey, John, or hey, Mr. Scott? Mr. Scott is polite, if, especially if you want something. I understand if they go like, John, but... I don't know. Even if it's an older person, I, I, I try to call people Mr. Whenever I, whenever I meet them, even if they're my age or older, I always say, Hey, Mr. Hello, sir. Can I, this, can I, that show a little respect, you know, especially when it's from a young kid. Oh, I love that. Yeah. When it's a younger kid. Hey, Mr. Scott, can I, can you sign this? I'm like, Oh, absolutely. And here's a hundred dollars. Like, <laughs> I love that so much. It's just like, it's the best thing ever rather than like a, this little entitled punk saying, Hey man, sign this. I'm like, yeah. no, no, I don't think so, bro. What Sorry. If, what if you're walking in the parking lot with like a cane or a jumbo and then someone says, hey, and they, they want the other guy's autograph but not yours. Are you relieved or are you a little insulted or both? <laughs> it's happened many, many times. Um, it's happened on both sides of the fence where I've been walking with guys and they just asked for me. It hurts a little. It stings the ego because you're expecting for everyone to sign. And I even had it where I'm like – all right, I'm up next. I'm like, no, I'm good. Like, you don't, <laughs> you don't need to. I don't want you on this book. I'm sorry. I'm like, yeah, oh. you ruin it. Yeah, I'm like, oh, so, so sorry. I didn't realize there, this was a special book that I'm not allowed to sign. But yeah, the players have egos, especially when you, um, when you play. They usually, most teams have two days where they set aside for autographs. The team gets like stick signed, jerseys, shirts, numbers, pucks, um, holiday stuff and they do that twice a year and then they raffle it off they give it away to sponsors all that kind of thing and they just stockpile it and when you walk into the rink they have tables set up for every player and you walk by and you'll be like oh there's um thomas vanek's table it's just like stacked full of jerseys and cards and pictures and pucks and sticks and everything you can imagine then you go like oh there's john's table and it has like six pucks and one stick and like two or three pitchers and you're just like oh okay Okay. It hurts morning. the ego. Yeah, yeah. It hurts the ego a little bit. And they do that twice a year, but it's, um, it is annoying sometimes, but it's part of the job. The first few years you're excited, but then when it's your fifth or sixth year and you got to sign autographs for an hour before practice, you're just like, come on, like, can't you do what this about like, way? is there a rule people should follow? Like, is it okay to like, and maybe it matters if, if it's a girl or a boy or something, but th- can they hug you? If they meet you or should they ask first? Like what are the, I wouldn't hug. I definitely yeah. wouldn't like it's just too much personal space, especially if it's a woman or a girl, it's just inappropriate. Yeah. Like we do these um, talks before the season where we have like security come in. We've had FBI guys come in and talk to us. We've had people who work like in the local cities who are high end police officers, whatever. 
and they, they give you the rundown of, of how you can put yourself in um, a vulnerable situation. Like don't hug anybody. Really? Don't be alone with any female. Don't get in an elevator with a group of people you don't know by yourself. Like always travel in a group. Like people will try to take advantage of you. So just say you did hug somebody and it's like, oh, he's, he touched my bum. You know, mm-hmm. so it's just stuff like that where you need, like, I've had people ask me if they could like sign inappropriate spots and it's like, sorry, like, I can't do that. Like, it's just yeah. not, it's just not a good scene. So it's flattering. It's kind of cool, but you, you cannot put yourself in that situation. What about like, if you're in a restaurant eating a meal, not, I'm assuming it's not cool to interrupt the player while they're eating. Right. No, I, no, I, I just always try to put myself in their situation. Cause I've seen people out who I want to talk to, or I, I would never ask for an autograph. I don't, I don't think I would do that. But I, if I, I did what, if I was a kid, I would always wait until they're done. Cause you can tell when you sit down, people are staring and it's, it's quite obvious, but you know, wait till they're done eating. Wait till we stand up, wait till we're heading to, towards the door. And then you can ask them where for a pitcher, usually to the pitcher nowadays, it's not, the autographs it's the selfies and it's the unsolicited unprompted selfies where someone will just come up and go and you're not even smiling and then you see the picture later and you look like trash and you're like come on that's not how i look yeah give me a chance so that's the new evil these days is the selfie where you don't even know like hey man how's it going and the phone's already out and you look over and you look like you're you've had 10 beers because your eyes are halfway closed and it's like no i wasn't ready (laughs) well i think part of it's just like people forget like you got to treat these people like people right I mean, just because they're they're public figures and they're used to being in the spotlight doesn't mean that you shouldn't ask them first or just stick a camera in their face without like any context or, or permission or anything. Because all you're gonna do is annoy them. You're not gonna get a great photo, and you're probably they're they're less likely to ever want to interact with you again. Yeah, for the most part, everyone's really respectful. I've never really came across someone who is well. I have, but the majority of people are very polite. When it gets really like pushy, is when there's a big group of people. And they're all just garnering for that position at the rail or to get close to you to, and I, and I shouldn't say me, but I have had times where I was like the center of attention and there were like a bunch of people trying to get an autograph and it's hard because I had to keep moving and people are just like bowling over everybody. It's just like a weird scene. And that's when it gets a little scary where kids are like kind of getting squished and grownups are being a little too overbearing and just jumping on people and like throwing stuff in your face. I'm signing an autograph and they slide it literally almost touching my nose between me and the autograph I'm signing. I'm like, buddy, like <laughs> beat it. Yeah. Like, a, it was just too much, but I don't know. It, it, it's, it's very, it's just humbling and I appreciate it. And I did like, it was just, it's really cool. That's what you sign up for, right? To sign autographs for kids. So, but not for like sweaty old men who just sell them on eBay. Do you ever get people who want to tell you about their own hockey careers or playing days? <laughs> you did that. Too? You, you did that. I don't do that. Oh, I played, uh, I played prep in college club. You you say? I played... I've never brought it up on the show. On well, then how did I know you played club, Tim? Because John Aiken was trying to brag about me before I met you. He's like, oh, you got to meet this Tim kid. No, as soon as I saw you, you're like, I could have made it. I played club in Boston. It was a pretty good league. You know, we, we could have played BU and competed. That's, that's the one thing. And I, I just get a kick out of it. I just tell people when they tell me, I'm like, no, you couldn't have made the NHL. No. <laughs> yeah. Oh, you know, I played juniors and I just, I didn't get a chance or I blew my knee out or I just wanted to focus on this and that. And I just didn't really want, I didn't, I didn't put the work in like, no, you could have tried your hardest and you would not have made it. 
zero percent <laughs> chance. I'm sorry. <laughs> like I hit the jackpot and luckily made it, but you could not have. Trust me. <laughs> it's just fun. everybody has a story. Even to this day, I'll meet some old lady. Oh, you play hockey? My nephew plays for this team down in Toronto, and he's really good. I'm like, no, he's not. He's not good. <laughs> I don't say that, but it's just everybody has a story or someone they know that's just really good, and they we're really excited about his future. I'm sure my parents did the same thing though. So I should just stop. I'm just hating on everybody right now. <laughs> has, has anyone ever tried to, to use like Danielle, your friends and family to get to you in a public space? Um, like, what do you mean? Talk to my wife and then hopefully. Yeah. Or like, you know, if, if, so say you're signing autographs and Danielle's on the side, like waiting, everyone try to like talk to her in order to like, Hey, can you get John to come over or sign an autograph when he's done? done it. I don't want to wait in line they've done it to my mom, but I think my mom did it to them where people were talking to my mom and they didn't know that it was my mom. And then she's like, Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. No, just come to the hotel afterwards. I'll get you in. You can meet John at the no hotel. Way. And so, cause my mom is just like a typical hockey mom. She thinks it's so great. And so she would talk to people and Oh, you're like, and they would come up where, Oh, you're, you're John's mom. Well, and she'd be like, Oh yeah, well, yeah, come to the hotel or we'll get you a ticket. And she would like, just, get these people meet and greets with me all the time. It's happened on more than one occasion. It's really funny. And then That's people so would slide into Daniel's DMS sometimes. Yeah. He's like, Hey, can you um, try to get John to say hi to us or do this or that? I remember the funniest thing. Something happened when I was, gosh, where was it? Someone asked me to do something in warmups to ask out their girlfriend to prom or something. And so I spent half the warmups trying to find this guy and I couldn't find him. So I, I didn't get a chance to <laughs> do anything. I think I wrote on a puck, like, will you go to prom with me or something? <laughs> and I couldn't find the person. So I mean, that one didn't really work out, but that's, that's fun. So, yeah. But I mean, no, it's, about, I guess this, if you can tell a player who's like just on a walk or just having dinner and they don't want to draw attention to themselves, like how I can imagine like it's really annoying or frustrating if if someone makes a scene and all of a sudden you've got a crowd around you out of nowhere when you weren't wanting it or anticipating it because like i i can say the only time i've had a met an nhl player uh sort of quote unquote in out in the wild is i was um walking across boston common one day after work and there was just like this long straightaway across the grass on a pathway and two guys were coming my, the other way and i got like 10 feet in front of me and i realized it was david Krejci. and there's oh, cool there's no one else in the pathway but there's people around us in the park and stuff and i'm like man i could try and get a picture and get an autograph or like uh you know and then all of a sudden he's gonna have a crowd right so i'm sure he doesn't want that so all i said was like hey david i think is all i said and he's just like he goes hey what's up buddy and then he kind of just gave me like a little nod or yes. he appreciated oh. me, me not uh, kiss on the cheek <laughs> i just I bowed. I bowed what if he would have been like oh hey tim <laughs> yeah he was with another guy who was probably a player i didn't know who he was um Hey, David. Hey, nobody. Yeah. <laughs> hey, rookie. <laughs> yeah. Hey, pigeon. Get out of here. <laughs> no, that's when it did happen was right after the All-Star game, I was flying back and I would, I would, I would fly in Canada quite a bit after that, just doing kind of charity events or appearances or whatever. Every time I stepped into Canada, someone would be like, Hey, are you John Scott? Cause like I stick out like a sore thumb. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, yeah. And like, oh, I love that game, man. Can I get a picture? And then as soon as someone took one, you could see a line forming in the airport. 
And it's just like, ah, oh, then you're locked in. You can't go anywhere. You're at the airport. You can't like just jump in my car and say, I got to go somewhere. Like I'm at right. my gate. The flight doesn't leave for 45 minutes. So, <laughs> and they know it. <laughs> And they know it. They're like, oh, where are you headed? I'm like, oh, I'm going to Toronto or, you know, Vancouver. And so you just sit there. And I've, I've literally sat in the airport for probably 45 minutes taking pictures in a line after the I Ulster game. And it's flattering, but then it's just, it gets to a point where, like, airport security is there. Like, what's going on? Right. And it's, uh, I don't know. It comes with a territory. I, I, I don't want to make it seem like it wasn't flattering and I didn't enjoy it because I did. Like, I thought it was super fun. I and, remember at the, at the Blackhawk event last, last year, we got back from dinner at like 11 o'clock and there was still a crowd in the hotel lobby just waiting for players. And of course you got mobbed. And I remember like, man, I'm exhausted. I don't want to leave them hanging or whatever. So I waited not too long, 15, 20 minutes and pictures and autographs. And then we finally took the elevator back up. And I remember asking him like, does this ever drive you nuts? Like this annoying. And he's like, you're like, yeah, a little, but if it stops, I'll be hurt. <laughs> yeah. I think that's, and that's the good thing about it. It's like, you still got it. It kind of makes you feel good. If I walk through there and everyone's like, Hey John, and just like goes back to their phone. It's like, Oh, <laughs> I've lost it. But the it's teams do special things. Hotels will help players out. Restaurants help guys out. If you really want to be anonymous and kind of have your privacy, there's back stairways you can have. There's elevators that only the staff use restaurants in certain cities set up rooms for us. You know, that only there's like a side entrance and you go in and you, you don't get to see, be seen by anything or anybody. So like when we're in the playoffs, when I was with the Rangers or with the Hawks, we would do that. We go to Washington and we would rent out the whole restaurant and that way no one can see us. And we just kind of have our privacy or we'd be in Vancouver and we, we just make sure we would go the extra mile to make sure we weren't bothered by fans. Cause especially in the playoffs, when fans are rabid, and it's like a tight series. Like with the Rangers, we went to game seven, two series in a row. Like we were in Ottawa. Then we went to, um, gosh, Washington and we knocked them out game seven. And it was crazy. Like fans were nuts, especially in Ottawa. We would go out to eat and there'd be people everywhere and they would heckle and they would try to get in your head and they would like do stuff. So you'd want to like, okay, we're going to rent out a room in this restaurant. We're going to pull the car up and we're going to come in the back. And they would, most most places were pretty pretty aware of that and they they helped out the team so you can do that like it is nice if you want to go to a concert you can get a box up up top and like come in the back way the vip way and mm -hmm. i don't know there is some benefit to being kind of pseudo famous and you kind of have that pull and it doesn't hurt when you're rolling around with like uh marion gabrick or a guy on that level so if you could leave people with just one golden rule or one thing they should follow if they meet an nhl player what would what would you say just don't be a a prick <laughs> just be nice and like you catch more flies with honey right of course or do you or do you catch flies with you catch you catch more flies with honey i think is that the saying yes because then there's another saying like it's like flies on poo <laughs> you catch know, you more bees with honey i'm i'm i don't know i'm not good with my little sayings but if be nice you'll you'll go a lot further if you're nice tim Especially with your, with your housemates there. Be nice. You never know. They might ask you to stay a little longer. I am nice, but I, I need to get out of here. <laughs> what, if she, what if they knock on the door and she's like, hey, you want to join dinner? You wanna, we, we made uh, an extra setting for you. I would love to. I actually already made a reservation, but thank you. All right, Sam. Well, hey, have a safe trip. Enjoy your adventures. When are you back in town? When can I um, see your face again? uh june 28th gosh you're gone for another like two weeks 
Yep. Yep. 22 days total. And this is only day six. Once now that the weather starts getting warmer, I want to like, I love just hanging out in the driveway at night and having a few pops. Yeah. We've got to get you back in for that. Driveway no, so bears. I seen, your, seen your house. The I one I'm living at now? No, I haven't. I haven't. You better get here soon. Last year, but then you canceled. You canceled. No. I canceled. Yes. All right. You're going to have Larry and I over. You canceled. Well, better get over quick. I'm going to sell it. So. Okay. Get over here quick. All right, Tim. Well, have fun with your family. Remember, keep your door locked. I don't know. I'm not going to give you any advice. You're a grown man. (laughs) The door does lock. The bedroom door does lock. From the outside, not the inside. (laughs) (laughs) All right. All right, everybody. Well, thank you for listening um, to a a different episode, I would say, of Dropping the Gloves. Get a glimpse of Tim's life. Get a glimpse of what it is to be a a fan and a player and what to do and what not to do. But hopefully hockey um, gets going here. We can start talking. I've I've been kind of poking some players to see what their plan is. And they're still still a lot up in the air. Not a lot of them know what's going to happen. So. They're like, we're working out, but we don't know when we can go to the rink. Like, if you're at that city, you could skate with some players, but that's about it. But anyways, until next week, be good, everybody, and uh, stay safe. Cheers. Hey, guys, thanks for listening. Make sure you're following the show on Twitter at dropping underscore gloves for episode highlights, behind-the-scenes content, sneak peeks, and giveaways. Check out johnscottallstar.com slash shop for merchandise including t-shirts hats hoodies and so much more and please please leave a review on apple Podcasts. it's so important to helping us grow so we can keep delivering the hockey content and interviews with the players you love thanks and see you next time